Hello, this is Frank DeFreitas, and welcome to Wonders of the Bible. Today, we're going to examine the ability to continue true spatial 3D visual examination of the Holy Shroud of Turin long after it has been returned to its safekeeping. That, and much more, is possible with the Nobel Prize-winning field of laser holography. Let's begin. It is of paramount importance for the listener and reader to not confuse what is known as the photographic evidence with the holographic evidence. The two are completely different. It is also important to not get your holographic information from anyone who has not actually worked with holography, as, number one, contrary to popular belief, there is little in common between photography and holography, and two, there continues to be vast amounts of inaccurate information concerning what a hologram is and isn't. While the method of photography provides for the capture and recording of brightness and contrast, the method of holography adds an additional element of dimension through the constructive and destructive interference of a spatially coherent light source. It is this aspect of holography that we will be discussing with regard to the Shroud of Turin. The Shroud of Turin has always been a somewhat limited resource for scientists in that access for physical examination is heavily restricted. Visual examination relies on already existing traditional photographic documentation. Now, I propose that the non-destructive recording of laser 3D holograms of linen fibers could provide an opportunity to break this long-held scientific and technological investigative barrier. Now, I have no authority or expertise concerning the past history of scientific and technical investigations into the Shroud of Turin. I would suggest that you access the vast amount of information online or in print for that information. I can say that the Shroud of Turin, the Holy Shroud, is an ancient linen cloth that measures 14 feet 3 inches long, that's 4.36 meters long and 1.1 meter wide. It contains an image of a man who has been beaten and crucified. It contains both the anterior, which is the front, and the posterior, which is the back, images. Therefore, it is believed that the man was laid upon the cloth and then the cloth was folded over him. The image is recorded onto only the top surface of each fiber with a depth of approximately 0.02 to 0.06 microns. It is believed by proponents to be the burial cloth of Jesus Christ and a physical testament record of his crucifixion and resurrection. It is also believed by opponents to be a forgery, 
with various dates and methods of creation. Whether or not you believe that the Shroud of Turin is the actual burial cloth of Jesus Christ, it remains the most scientifically studied artifact in world history. Holography is a Nobel Prize-winning field of optical physics. Unlike other 3D stereographic technologies that have preceded it, holography provides true three-dimensional spatial imaging. In other words, the recorded object has true three dimensions in space, not just a visual representation of 3D from 2D sources. It is also the highest resolution imaging technology in the world today. Holographic emulsions, whether silver halide or photopolymer, support up to 10,000 lines per millimeter of resolving power. This does not mean that the holographic information is recorded via lines, as is reported elsewhere on the Internet. The information is actually recorded spatially throughout whatever media is used, and that is usually silver halide or photopolymer emulsions. It is also important to remember that a hologram not only records the objects in 3D, but also captures the 3D space between the objects. Many people focus on what they can see in a hologram, obviously. But the empty space that they can't see is captured there as well. Some would ask, how can one capture nothing, such as empty space? It is possible because empty space isn't nothing. It is, after all, space. If it is possible for gravitational waves to distort space, then it is certainly possible for a hologram to record space. I have had 35-plus years working with lasers and holograms in my holography studio lab once in Allentown, Pennsylvania, in the United States of America. I am now retired. Now, that's an entire adult lifetime. As a child, I first experienced holography in 1968 at Edmund Scientific in Barrington, New Jersey. I am now retired, but still active giving presentations. I now live in our retirement residence and no longer have my original lab. However, in 2018, I received a wonderful donation of a portable holography system that permits me to remain active making holograms. To give credit where credit is due, this is not the first time that holography or holograms have been applied to shroud research. Within the past decade, there have been other holograms made, most notably the famous Face in the Shroud, produced by my friend in holography, Dr. Walter Spearings, founder of Dutch Holographic Laboratories. I own one of his early original large-format glass plate computer-generated face-in-the-shroud holograms, and I include it when I give presentations. However, for our purposes here today, keep in mind that these are known as display holograms, projects 
for showcasing the dimensional properties embedded into the image of the shroud. They do not provide the ability to examine the fibers of the cloth itself under a high-powered microscope in three dimensions, primarily due to the holograms originating from the photographs, which are 2D, rather than the physical shroud itself, which is 3D. Through a process known as depth mapping, any 2D image can be made into a simulated 3D image with modern technology. The difference with holography is that it provides real dimension in real space. One of the advantages of a true hologram is depth of field. Parallax is another. One will never detect depth of field in any 3D movie or photo, lenticular, anaglyph, stereograph, viewmaster, or whatever. With a hologram, if something is recorded in the distance, it functions as if it were really in the distance. If you wear glasses for distance vision and you take your glasses off, the object far off in the hologram will blur, just as it would if it were physically there. That, that is the difference between holograms and the simulated 3D of all other methods. Many of the so-called holograms of the 3D shroud face that one finds so inexpensively on various websites are not holograms at all. By far and wide, the vast majority of these 3D images are actually what are technically known as lenticulars, or another method resulting in anaglyphs. This error is so common as to be nearly universal. Holographers have been trying to bring this charade to an end for years. Images must be created through the specific technique of holography, which is a Nobel Prize-winning field, to be referred to as a hologram. If they are not, then they are not holograms. In the year 1978, many scientists and technicians were granted unprecedented access to the Shroud of Turin for examination. Microscopic examination was made in situ. I have not yet obtained confirmation on whether this examination was 3D stereoscopic or even if 3D stereoscopic photomicroscopy took place. Therefore, I am assuming that all microscopic examination and microphotography, if any, was in standard 2D. At the time, technology for recording holograms would have been much too cumbersome. Large, heavy vibration isolation tables, lasers and optics were the norm in 1978. My own holography optics table weighed 1.5 tons in 1983. However, if holograms had been recorded, scientists today would have just as much microscopic access to the shroud as had taken place back then. Today, diode laser holography has made recording equipment lightweight, 
fast, and compared to older silver halide media, the newer photopolymers do not require any darkroom chemical processing. With recording media being ever increasingly light sensitive, the amount of laser light needed for exposure remains low as well. Plus, and perhaps most importantly, the entire process is non-destructive. Nothing comes in direct physical contact with the material. With my linen cloth prototype, since my recording is a true 3D laser hologram, the image of the fibers would remain three-dimensional, just as if they were there again. The holographic recordings can then be duplicated and sent to researchers around the world without the shroud ever leaving its protective storage. Thousands of holograms could go to thousands of researchers, all at the same time, without regard to geographic location. I do not have access to the Shroud of Turin, so I have utilized a similar piece of herringbone linen for my holograms. I have demonstrated in the past that it is possible to record 3D laser holograms on thin film photopolymer emulsion, then reconstruct the holograms for viewing under high-power 3D stereoscopic microscopes. This gives the same result to the observer as the object physically being there. It can be examined with just as much authority as the real thing. Why? Because with holography, unlike photography, it is an exact non-physical optical duplication of the original, all the way down to the molecular level. As was predicted, the 3D laser holographic image of the linen sample appeared just as the actual physical linen would when placed under the 3D microscope. Each individual fiber was clearly discernible. If this hologram were made of the actual shroud threads, any scientific laboratory anywhere in the world would be able to visually examine it. Being easily duplicated once created, many laboratories would have access to 3D stereoscopic visual examination of the Shroud of Turin. There are many theories on how the image came about. They range from a simple painting by an unknown artist to radiation of extraordinary power in the trillions of watts. Everyone has a theory that they subscribe to, or a theory of their own. I was fully prepared to simply adopt an already existing theory. This was not to be. As fate would have it, my 35 years working with lasers and holography caused me to ponder yet another possibility. I present my views on this at the close of each presentation. Go to my website, wondersofthebible.org, to see how 3D laser holograms can be viewed under 3D stereoscopic microscopes. Thank you for listening to my presentation on laser holography and the Shroud of Turin.
This is Frank DeFreitas, and may God bless you today and every day. And remember to always love others, just as Jesus Christ loves you.